Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, recently I received this really interesting hypothetical situation from Allison. Uh, She goes by the podcast librarian on Instagram. And yes, if you're wondering, she is a real librarian. And she sent in this situation, this hypothetical, and she wanted me to discuss it on the podcast. And I was like, I would love to. And I've, I've gone through and sent her DMs back and forth and bugged her way too many times for this situation that is extremely just hypothetical. And I got way too serious about it. But anyways, I I had fun going through this. So let me share with all of you what this is all about here. Okay, so Allison wrote in and she said, I recently purchased five tickets for a raffle that benefits my favorite library system. She said she used to work for them. The prize is either a two year car lease from a dealership hosting the raffle or five thousand dollars cash. There will be a max of one thousand tickets sold. So my chances of winning are slim, but I still like to think that it's not impossible. So what would you recommend doing if by some chance I do win? Do I take the lease and sell my car or do I take the cash? So in DMs back and forth with Alice and I asked her a few more details just so I can round out this picture of what's going on and how she could potentially handle this situation. So she does have a car loan with about $6,800 left on it. The interest rate's about 2.49%. There's two years left. Uh, she says she doesn't totally love her car. It's a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee, but it's good enough for her purposes. Uh, she has about $4,600 in student loans, but she's hesitant to pay them off because of what's going on with the student loan forgiveness potentially coming up. And there's a pause on interest and all that stuff, which I completely get. She said that she's currently working to build up an emergency fund, but she said there's not really much in there. It's about $3,000. Hey, you should be proud of that. $3,000 is a is a lot of money. So don't don't just toss that away. If that's still a good amount, but I get it. She's not where she wants to be. And she's also hoping to save up for a house or a vacation in the future. All right. So there are a couple of ways to look at this. And I'm going to break this into two different discussions, two different categories here. First, we're going to look at what would happen if she took the cash. And then next, we'll look at what would happen if she were to take that lease. First, if she took that $5,000 in cash, let's look at what she could do with this. So the first thing I did was I looked at her car loan over the next 24 months, because that's roughly how much she has left or how long she has left on this loan. She would only pay $170 in interest, which is is nothing. I mean, that's that's almost insignificant when it comes to the grand scheme of things. So for that reason, do not take this money, your winnings, your hypothetical winnings and pay off this car loan, because I mean, what you would save yourself $170 in interest. I think there's some better things you could do with that. Next, I looked at paying down her student loans, and I'm going to agree with Allison on this situation here. I wouldn't pay them off right now. I mean, worst case scenario is there's no type of student loan forgiveness, but the student loan interest deferral is still in place. So you could just sit that money in a savings account, wait it out. And when that time comes and they don't actually forgive anything, you just go ahead and pay off your student loans with the money that's in the account. So I wouldn't rush and pay that off right now. Next, I looked at putting this into a savings account to help build up Allison's emergency fund. And I think that's what everyone who's listening to this would probably assume I would select because she already said she's not quite where she wants to be with her emergency fund. This is the responsible, boring thing to do (laughs) with the money. And you would have like a huge dent put into your work towards achieving that six month emergency fund. So that is a strong contender, but that's not actually what I would go with. I would actually say if you're going to take the cash, I would invest it. Because I put that $5,000 into an investment calculator and I looked, if you were to get 7% return every year for the next 30 years, 
that would be $38,000, which is a ton of money, which is much more than $5,000. And doing something like I always suggest, putting this in a boring index fund, you just wake up 30 years from now and you have $38,000. And let's just say things go crazy well and you end up getting 10% every year, you'd end up with $87,000. And this is like Dogecoin returns. I mean, a really slow version of it. You know, everyone's talking about they're putting in $5 and then ending up with a million dollars three weeks later. This is like the equivalent of getting that huge return just stretched out over a long period of time. So for me, if I was getting this money, I think your best option is to put this into your, uh, your investment account, your retirement account, and let it just sit there and let time do its thing. But this isn't Allison's only option. She also has the option, instead of taking the $5,000 in cash, she can get a two-year car lease for free. So after a quick break, I'm going to jump back in and I'll make my argument for why Allison might want to take the lease instead of the cash. You're listening to this podcast because you want to make better decisions about your money. But one area of our finances that most of us neglect is what happens after we die. If you have children or pets, own property, or want to decide how you're cared for in a medical emergency, you need a will or a trust no matter how old you are. I'm always looking for solutions to help make tackling these financial tasks easier, and that is why I decided to partner with Trust and Will. At trustandwill.com, for as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care in as little as 15 minutes. And you get 10% off plus free shipping by visiting trustandwill.com slash popcorn, or just go and click the link in the show notes. As always, I like to use anything before I recommend it here on the podcast. It's, that's always very important to me. I was able to take a super short quiz on trustandwill.com to determine what type of document I would need, and they walk me through the entire process step by step. Did you know that if you die without a will or trust, each state has its own set of rules for how your assets are handled? They'll actually go in and freeze all of your assets until every detail is sorted out. And then the courts get to decide who gets your money and you have no say at that point. And so that's why it is so important to create a plan on your own terms. Trust and will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state you live in. And with live customer support seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions you have while setting up your plan. So to gain peace of mind and finally set up that will or trust you've been thinking about, head to trustandwill.com slash popcorn and get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Again, that's trustandwill.com slash popcorn. All right, so now we're looking at Allison's second option here, taking a two-year car lease completely free. I didn't want to bug her with even more questions. I wanted to say, you know, what type of car are we talking about here? So let's just say that you have a chance of getting a pretty nice car. And so the deal maybe is worth more than 5000 if you were to take this lease. So right there, you might end up in a better position. You might end up with a uh, higher than $5,000 value by taking the lease car. But the one thing that's not factored into all of this is auto insurance. And so I, I went into this probably a little bit deeper than <laughs> the analysis I thought I was going to. Or maybe I spent way more time on this than I should have. But the next thing I did was like, I looked at, What's going on with insurance if you were to get this new car? Because remember, Allison is driving a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee and whatever she gets in this lease, I'm assuming would be a 2021 or 2022 uh, model car. Now, we don't know what car this is. We don't know the details on it. 
I wasn't going to go through and do a full car insurance quote uh, for all the possible cars you could find, but I was looking around the internet. I found some site called The Zebra. I had never heard of them before, but they had a really easy to use car insurance estimator. So I just used my zip code and my age. So when I put it into the calculator, a 2015 car, the insurance would be somewhere around $112 to $137 per month. And this is for like middle of the road insurance. This isn't like the best top of the line insurance you can get, but it's not like the horrible, you know, barely covering anything that happens type of insurance. If I put in a 2022 model, the insurance jumps up to somewhere between $125 to $153 per month. So what I did was I looked at the difference between the average of a the 2015 model versus the 2020 model. And over 24 months, that difference would be about $360. And that's just taking the average between the two. Now, if I looked at the maximum possible difference between the two, so saying on the cheap end for a 2015 and on the high end for a 2020 model, the difference would come up to somewhere about $985 for that two-year lease duration. So even though you're getting a a quote-unquote free car out of this this raffle, it would end up costing you almost an additional $1,000 over that two-year period. But I decided to go even deeper into this, this hypothetical situation and I was like, well, there, there would be one caveat to the, this whole situation. What if Allison picked a more fuel efficient car? Could that help offset some of that increase in insurance costs? So I went through and I, I looked around and like the average mileage for a lease that they're going to give you is it's somewhere around like 10 or 12,000 miles. I just picked 10,000 because that's a nice even number. The Jeep Grand Cherokee gets around 21 miles per gallon combined if you're looking at highway and city. And then I went and looked around for what are some really fuel efficient cars. So then I went to the hybrids and I just picked a Prius because, you know, Prius is a nice car (laughs) and I know it gets really great gas mileage. Uh, Right now, when I looked at the uh, current model, it gets you about 56 miles per gallon. Now that 56 miles per gallon compared to the 21 miles per gallon in the Jeep Grand Cherokee, it would save you $900 per year or $1,800 over the two year term of the lease. So now when you look at the the fuel savings you're going to get by getting a more fuel efficient car compared to the increase in insurance costs, if you went with a hybrid, you could end up with almost an extra $800 at the end of this two-year lease. So, I mean, it's kind of looking like maybe the lease could be a good good uh, good situation for you here. But then I remembered, well, she still has this Jeep. What is she going to do with it? Now, if you keep your old car you would end up paying double insurance. I mean, you could be paying insurance on both the new lease. Let's just say you got that Prius and you're still going to be paying insurance on your Jeep. And that would completely negate any savings possible. And it wouldn't be worth it. I don't think in my opinion, if Allison sells her car, she's going to need to buy a car once the lease is up. Because remember, this is only a two year lease. And typically at the end of a lease, they give you the option to purchase the car at what they call the residual value. This is what they believe the car will be worth once you're uh, you're done with your lease. The car dealerships, they're not in the business of losing money. So I wouldn't be surprised if they said that the value of the car at the end of this lease, we're only gonna lose $5,000, we're gonna be fine. So now taking all this information into consideration and we're looking at getting this lease for Allison here if she wins this raffle, what this would mean is that for two years, you would have no car payment. You would pay more in car insurance, but going with a more fuel efficient model like this Prius, would end up netting you $800 in savings. So you would actually be better off over that two-year period 
in your pocket by 800 bucks because you had a more fuel efficient car. So in addition to having two years without having any type of car payment and ending up with an additional $800 in savings by having a more fuel efficient car, she also can take that money that was originally going towards paying off her other car and put that into her savings account. So that same $6,800 that was left on her car that she was going to pay off, she could then take that, put that into a savings account, add in the $800 in gas savings that she had, plus the $3,000 that she already has in her savings account, she would end up with a grand total of $10,600 in her savings account. On top of that, let's also say that Allison sold her Jeep. I went and looked it up. I I mean, I'm telling you, I went way too deep into this. I I looked it up and a 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee right now, blue book for uh, a a model that's in good condition. And I just went with the base model would be somewhere from nine to $11,000. So I just went with the average $10,000. So if Allison ends up with $10,000 from the sale of her car, minus the $6,800 that she owes, she'll end up making a profit of $3,200. So now look at the situation here. She has over $10,000 in savings. She has another $3,000 from the sale of her car. It looks like she's in pretty good shape, but all good things come to an end. This two-year lease will be over eventually. We'll be over in two years. And now let's say that she wants to buy this very fuel efficient Prius that she's been leasing for the past two years. That Prius costs somewhere around $25,000 when you include tax. And then we'll say after that two year period, that car is now worth $20,000. That's how much it would cost her if she wanted to buy the lease after it was over. And then let's say that she took the $3,000 that she earned from the sale of her Jeep and applied it to the Prius. So now that price would go from being $20,000 to a little over $16,000 or just under $17,000. So at the end of all of this, if Allison decided to go with the lease, two years from now, she would be faced with a decision to either have no car, just give the car back and only have the $3,000 in profit from her Jeep plus a $10,000 emergency fund or take all the profit from the sale of her Jeep plus the money that she's now been able to put into her savings account And that would leave her with $9,000 left to pay off this Prius. So in the end, deciding to lease this car doesn't put you in as great of a position as I was starting to think it might end up being. So let me just wrap all of this up here. So I gave you a lot of numbers. I clearly spent way too much time going over this situation. But when Allison sent this to me, I knew I was going to have fun making a bunch of spreadsheets and just playing through all the possible scenarios. So to wrap it all up, I'm going to give you three options here, Allison. The best option financially, it would be to invest it. I would take the $5,000 in cash. I would invest it. and You would end up with basically $90,000 30 years from now. The best option, if you want to feel more financially secure, would be to take that $5,000 in cash and add it to the $3,000 you already have in your emergency fund. And now you have $8,000 and you're well on your way to hitting that six month mark. I'm not sure what that is for you because I didn't ask any more questions and bug you, but uh, I'm sure that puts you closer to the number than you would have been, or at least it speeds up that process. Lastly, the best option if you're planning to buy a Prius anyway would be to take the lease. And this is with a lot of asterisks because I made a ton of assumptions in here. There's a lot that could change this final number. But if you were already in the position where you wanted to get another car, which it sounds like you said, you're like, I'm not in love with my car and the car of your dreams is a Prius. This matches up. And I mean, it might (laughs) it might work out, but that's a long shot. There's a lot going into this. That's not my first choice. My first choice would be option one. Invest it. Take the cash. Invest it. But 
if in the rare situation I guessed all these assumptions correctly and you have your heart set on a Prius, there's a small percentage chance that this this third option is the option for you. So there you go, Allison. I hope you had as much fun listening to this as I had researching this and making a bunch of spreadsheets late into the night because I got obsessed with this scenario. <laughs> I know it's a long shot. Yeah, it was it a one in 1,000 shot unless you bought a bunch of uh, tickets of winning this, but I hope it goes well. I hope you are the winner, and I hope this is a decision that you have to make. So I had a great time going through this hypothetical situation. If any of you out there listening have a hypothetical situation that you would like me to go through and analyze here on the podcast, please send it to me. I will spend way more time than I probably should (laughs) going through it and coming up with some options for you. A great way to send that scenario to me would be on Instagram. You can find me there at Popcorn Finance Podcast. It's always great hearing from all of you. Feel free to send me a message with whatever random scenario that you might have. And and I can run through it here on the show. Or you can send me an email to questions at popcornfinance.com. As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.